0: Welcome to the Dr. Obed Day podcast. Dr. Obed is a thought leader and apologist who speaks to life's great existential questions of origin, purpose, Faith and destiny with fluency and grace. He is an author and the president of the Christ Cosmopolitan Incorporated, a vibrant apostolic commission that heralds the message of the fullness of Christ. Dr. Obed has seen his ministry soar to great heights over several years, touching the lives of many across the globe through his various ministry platforms. May you grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ as you listen to mind renewing and heart enlightening messages by Dr. Obed better do enjoy this teaching god bless you father
1: thank you thank you for the revelation of yourself even to us we thank you for the revealing within us today we pray let your word come forth in mighty power refresh our hearts even in the knowledge of you, satisfy the hungry soul, quench the thirst, and cause us to know you more and more. Make me a blessing to your people, I take authority over every contrary wind that would ever blow in this place, I declare. Settle us in the truth of your word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Everyone said amen. Amen, amen. amen louder. Amen. Take your seats in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. straight into the Word of God, on the beautiful subject matter, the God concept, I believe that you've been looking at this, thinking through, rolling it in your mind over and over, all week long. You will be blessed. Blessed. If this amen comes louder. Amen. Yours will manifest quicker. Amen. All right, Um, let's just do a quick rollover from last week. We had very interesting um, contributions about the concept of God, the God concept. Very interesting contributions on the God concept. I took the pain to ask generally when you say God, what do you mean? We had others coming in with appellations, others coming in with definitions which upon the apostles when questioned got logged along the line Mm -hmm. jesus said to the samaritan woman you worship what you know not for me I don't think that the question of God should be a difficult question at all. God, it shouldn't be a difficult question. It should be a question that we should be able to answer easily, but painfully, I don't want you to just ask general believers, but I want you to ask pastors, God. If you have a pastor friend, let him take you through the topic, God. You'll be so broken to hear what people will say about God. The popular answer is, that, let's wait. When we get to heaven, we we'll ask God, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I can't do that. I can't wait to get to heaven to ask God who is he. That that is too much risk. It is too risky. Too risky to ask God who is he when we appear in heaven. How? Too risky. Terrible. I would not want to do that. So to push the question of who God is and what God is to the background of asking Him when we meet Him is actually an expose of (laughs) what we think we are doing. I want to kindly say, if you are now getting to know God, then you have been wasting your time all this while. All that you're doing is a waste of time because you are doing something you don't know. How can you claim you know God and you cannot tell us who He is? Don't you think that there's something wrong somewhere? I actually think so. Let's go straight into the word. Job 11, the verse 7 to the verse 9, where we started from. We understood that God, as a concept to search out, is not an easy topic. It is as high as heaven. And it is as low as hell. He said... Canst thou by searching out God find? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? It is as high as heaven. What canst thou do? It is deeper than hell. What canst thou know? So I told you that seekers... And never search out God you don't search out God by being a seeker no it is as high as heaven he didn't say God is as high as heaven the subject of searching out God is as high as heaven and the subject of searching out God is as deep as hell The subject of searching out God. He goes into the next verse, verse 9. And he says, the measure thereof is longer than the earth. This puts me in a certain position where I want to explain to us. The infinite, finite God. You would hear several times, God is infinite. It's not true. God is not infinite. God, he is not infinite. No, it's not true. God is finite. That one too is not true. Is God finite or God is infinite? God is finite. Is true God is infinite it is true God is finite it is not true God is infinite that one too is not true so how can the same thing be true and true and not true and not true the problem is that and especially you pastors and The kind of work I'm going to make you do. So you better listen well. When you look at the concept of attribution. God, in terms of attribution concept. When we say attribution, I'll explain it. You don't worry. Just keep following me. Is accorded three to four things. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's a good God. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. And God is all good. These three things define holistically and agreeably the concept of God. There are many, many schools of thoughts pertaining to Thomism, Monism, Monotheism. All of those concepts are there. They are not necessarily to bore you with those concepts right now? God. (laughs) So why do I say that God is finite? And why do I say that God is infinite? You see, when you say God is infinite, to the mind of the concept that challenges God, which is known as the concept of objectivism please don't worry about the isms it simply means to be objective when you become objective you cannot say that god one person he is omniscient he is omnipotent and that he is all good objectively he fails In the face of being objective, you can't say God is all-knowing. You are not getting what I'm saying. Because if you meet somebody who runs the concept of objectivity on God, then he must not be counseled. Because if he is all knowing and all powerful, why does he allow evil? God is all powerful. Why does he look on the perpetrators of evil and watch on? If you now bring in free will against the concept of God. In terms of being objective, then the next question that comes is Is he approving evil by watching on when he is all powerful to stop it? I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yes, Pastor. Do do I have people listening to me? Yes, Pastor. So you will need to get it. Why? The things that we have said about our God to the objective mind, it doesn't work. And I told you last week, the messages we have preached in the face of the present question and the generation that is coming and the salient questions that you are asking, we may not be able to reach out to them unless we give them the absolute truth of the word of God. And we settle on to know exactly what we are into. Otherwise, we won't bear fruits. They are very simple questions, but they are hard to the thoughts of men. I'm singing that God, for all writings and for all readings and for all manuscripts that I came into contact to, in Christian circles, they run God on attribution theory. If you ask a typical Christian, who is God and what is God? He will start running attribution theory, and attribution theory phase fails in the phase of objectivity theory. It doesn't work. Let me take it again. Attribution theory fails when it meets objectivity. The concept of objectivity it fails. So the God concept under the scrutiny of objectivity will fail attribution theory of God
0: wisdom a subject that has befuddled many a believer and remains a mystery to most some have said it is the proper application of knowledge Others have defined it as beautiful cascading and articulation of words. But did you know that wisdom is not learned in the schools of this world and that a believer must never ask for wisdom? Introducing a treasure that would revolutionize this generation and the next. The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, the Hidden Elixir of Life, a riveting book written by Pastor Obedo Obingade. Day. In this book, you will come under the inspiration of the Holy Rock of God as the man of God, Pastor Obedo unlocks this mystery which is wisdom. As you flip each page of this book, you will be built up into a glorious edifice expressive in works and power. Order a copy of this book now, available in all our bookshops. To place an order, please call us on plus two three three two zero nine one zero five nine nine seven or on plus two three three five five seven nine two six four nine eight. You can also get the ebook on Amazon's Kindle app or visit ww.christgosmopolitan.org for more information. Shalom. Pastor the obed, always a blessing.
1: What do we mean by the attribution theory of God? God is omnipresent. These are all attributions of God. And that is what we have settled on. So if you ask somebody, who is God? He says, God is creator. Attribution theory. Okay, so if God is creator, then I begin to pose questions objectively to you. Under objectivity, concept of God, that before There was no creation. What then was he? Because to you, God is creator. That is what makes him God. But if God is creator, then when he had not created, what was he? Then you begin to fumble. He is so God all by himself. You're right. But you need to understand something. According to the book of Job, God is great. In Job 36, behold, God is great. Everybody say, God is great. great. Say loud and clear, we're going somewhere, people. God God is is great. Say it again, God is great. Now And he said, and we know him not. Neither can the number of his years be searched out. We don't know God. God is great. We know him not. We cannot tell the number of his years. God is great. Hmm. So how many of you know God? You lift up your hand knowing. How old is he? How can we know? We can know how old God is. Can somebody ask me that question? How old is God? Talk to me. How old is God? Bring it on. Bring it on. How old is God? Loud and clear. How old is God? He is as old as my heart. Somebody says, what do you mean? <laughs> then the question is, how old is my heart? <laughs> do you remember that he said, to search out God is as high as heaven and as deep as hell? Yes, do you remember that? Yes, Pastor. Are you sure you get that? Yes, now, when you turn... the book of proverbs the word of god says something about the heart of man the heart of man he says it is the glory of god to conceal a thing god he glories in hiding stuff it is the glory of god to conceal a thing But it is the honor of kings, not seekers, to search out a matter. So I told you, for you to search out God, you must not be a seeker. What must you be? You must be a king. Kings can search him out. You must be a king. Seekers will find god but they cannot find him out seekers will find god the bible says that he is not far from any of us so that if we seek him we shall find him seekers will find god seekers cannot find him out it is kings that will find him out keep following me Now, get this in Romans chapter 1, the verse 19. Hear this. Do you remember that he said that we cannot know God? We, we can't know Him. Why? Because God is too great. Are you with me? Am I talking to you? God is what? Too great. God is too great. We can't know him. But then in Romans chapter 1, the verse 19, he said something very beautiful there. He said, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. That which may be known of God is manifest in them god is great we cannot know him we cannot know the number of his years but that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god has showed it unto them can we therefore know him or not know him we can the thing is that you have gone searching for god Looking for God outside of you, so you will never know it. This is the reason why, the moment a child starts growing and the heart starts opening, first question Where is God? Who is God? Why God? It is because. Already in the book of Ecclesiastes, he has said, he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. He made everything beautiful in his time. He has set the world, the world, the world, the world in their heart. Where is the world? It is in your heart. Where is the world? It is in your heart. Where is the world? It is in your heart. heart. The world is in your heart. There is no issue in this world that did not come from your heart. There is no issue in this world that did not proceed from your heart. Who you are is in your heart. What you will be is in your heart. The world is in your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it comes the proceedings of life. Life proceeds from your heart. It issues from your heart. So even for you to be anything, it is according to as you think in your heart. We're going somewhere, keep following. I said, God is finite, and God is infinite. How can the same God be finite, and how can he also be infinite? What may be known of God? What may be known of God? So I told you that. You can never say that you have exhausted God unto perfection. You don't use your searching out of God as a yardstick for perfection. But then, there is what may be known of God. What may be known of God has been revealed in you. What may be known of God is already revealed in you. Don't wait to go to heaven. He won't mind you. If you appear before God and you ask him, who are you? He will, you will be an amazement to God that you are asking him, who is he, when he has revealed who he is in you. What may be known of God? The concept of God is in your heart. He has set eternity. The age upon age. The olam olam. The Ion Ion is in your heart. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. Let's set it well. the king will search out a matter how in his heart there is no true definition of god outside of your heart there is no true concept of god outside of your can i talk to you would you be shocked by this that the fool has not said there is no god the fool said in his heart there is no god The fool did not say there is no God. The fool, he said in his heart, there is no God. He decided that he will live consciously in the absence of God in his heart. He's a fool. Before we go to the written document, before we discuss what the Bible has written on God, In your heart is the code. In your heart is the truth. It is in your heart. It is in your heart. It is in your heart. The fool has said in his heart. The fool, he has said in his heart. Do you know why he's a fool? God is in the heart. And he is denying God in the heart. The fool, he has said in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. There is no God. He has made that statement in his heart. What may be known of God? Where is it? It has been revealed in them. What may be known of God? So now, question is, Do you have a finite heart or an infinite heart? God has set the ion, ion, the age upon the age in your heart. The world is in your heart. The olam is in your heart. The ages upon ages, he has set it in your heart. Question is this. Is your heart finite or your heart is infinite? Then the word of God said, Heaven for heights, earth for death. And what did he say about the heart of man? On such chapel. chapel we
0: are
1: going somewhere. Thanks
0: so much for listening. We trust that you've been blessed with truth for life. Be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Obedoving A Day podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remain blessed. Shalom.